What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coast to Coast Podcast. Today, we're talking about the wild card weekend, super wild card weekend. Uh, looking back on it, uh, some controversial takes people talking about the seventh seed needs to be eliminated since these last couple of years. They just never really competed in any of these games. Uh, the most notable one we get is NVP uh, Mitchell Trubisky last year when he played the Saints and got dominated. But um, hey, wait, let's talk about that real quick. That's a great. Target point because I'm pro the seven seed. I am too. I feel like if the Chargers or the Colts were in it instead of the Eagle, I mean, uh, not the Eagles, the Steelers, the Steelers, different story, different story. Yeah, yeah, it's just like unfortunate we got stuck with like Big Ben and then the Raiders. I mean, you know, the Raiders made it a frisky game, but like, yeah, I definitely would have rather seen Jonathan Taylor or Justin Herbert like doing their thing 100%. But like, I'm, I'm for yeah. it, it's an extra game, like, it's fun. Like, you telling me, like, Herbert just wouldn't have gone off in that game versus the Chiefs? I know. I mean, Herbert would have, uh, but I, that, that team ain't doing shit. <laughs> I guess the Chiefs yeah, probably would have yeah, been the same that, outcome. It would have been a high Yeah, with their game. coaching, it would have been fun to see Herbert make, like, a few crazy plays. Exactly, exactly. But uh, we're going to jump straight into these games. Uh, taken away with the Bengals. Joe Shiesty and them boys out in Cincy uh, getting the first playoff dub. Uh, I believe Joe Burrow is one of three quarterbacks drafted first overall to get their first postseason win within their first two years. You know, given the ESPN stat, I think Michael Vick and Andrew Luck are the only two other guys uh, to do that. So get himself in some elite company. You know, making the gap closer when people were saying that Justin Herbert should have been the number one pick had it not been for, unfortunately, the use Mario Cristobal's uh, game planning around Oregon and not being able to show off Herbert and what his uh, amazing arm count was. Um, so I'll ask you a question that real quick before we start talking about the game. Uh, I'll ask Carson first. Do you think the gap between Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert is like not much at all anymore? Or do you think it's like a 1A, 1B? Or do you think Herbert still got at least a little lead? Um, no, I think it's close. I think they're, they're just different quarterbacks. I think Burrow does like he has the intangibles and he does the little things better, but obviously Herbert is, is much more talented. And I hope, you know, I hope like on a, a greater scale, this would be like, you know, peak scenario, like a Brady Rogers, where I think we can all say that Rogers is a much more talented quarterback, but look, who's, you know, one more in his career. Look, who's done the little things more in their career. I, I think this, th that could be some similar in their relationship. I don't think it's that far off. I mean, it's just the fact that Herbert's arm talent is like generational, but that doesn't deny the fact that Burrow, I mean, shit, Burrow's got more to show for it than, uh, than uh, Herbert does with the, you know, the playoff win. We'll see how they do next round. But yeah, it's close for sure. And Jose? Yeah, I also think Joe Burrow has a lot more weapons than, than Justin Herbert, you know, more well put together offense. Um, the Chargers are a lot more top heavy. Uh, you know, they're one injury away from one of the worst receiving cores in the league. So I, I think Justin Herbert has, you know, done a lot early on in his career, but we've got to see how he, you know, has success later on in the playoffs. Joe Burrow's probably one of the most accurate QBs I've ever seen, especially for a year two QB. Like he just fits it in such tight windows. I'm like, how the fuck did you just make that throw? Mm -hmm. uh, but they're both yeah. like just so impressive and fun to watch. Yeah, a 70% 70 70 completion percentage this year for Joe Burrow, uh, number one. That's amazing. Look like he's going to be kind of a Drew Brees guy when it comes to those, you know, completion percentage, but sending it downfield because 
like you're talking about, he's got one of the best receiving cores in the league. It helps when, you know, not really a great head coach in Zach Taylor. I mean, I think it's the talent that's really out there producing, but Zach Taylor was a wide receivers coach with the Rams. So he knows how to develop wide receivers and they might have one of the best tandems going forward these next uh, couple of years. But just diving into the game, though, uh, we saw Jamar Chase put up 100 yards. Um, Derek Carr, he did what he could do. Uh, wasn't really getting that production from Renfro this game. Eight catches uh, for only 58 yards. So, you know, just running, getting like running back numbers at wide receiver. Uh, Josh Jacobs did fine. But um, just when it came down to it, Cincinnati just had so much offensive firepower uh, and it was hard to stop it. Um, unfortunately, they will be without uh, their star defensive tackle, Larry Ogun Joby, going through the playoffs, but Trey Hendrickson dominated. Uh, Jose, what are your takeaways from this game, especially looking forward at a team like the Raiders going into the offseason with a lot of questions to answer after they had one of the most roller coaster seasons I think we've seen in maybe the last, probably the last two decades in the NFL? Yeah. Uh, honestly, probably the Raiders team for the way that they've fought this entire season, they've They've definitely overachieved, and, I mean, like, this is a win, I would say. Being this close, you know, we were a couple throws away by Derek Carr in the last few seconds from winning this game, uh, or at least tying and going to OT. But, I mean, this Bengals team, like, they've got their eyes set on, you know, Super Bowl aspirations. And right now, like, they've got a decent chance to make it there. Um, looking forward ahead to the Titans game. I don't know if the Titans have an answer for Jamar Chase at all. Oh. Uh, like, Derrick Henry supposedly practiced in full today, um, but are we going to get, you know, what percentage of Derrick Henry are we going to get right now? Because I believe he broke his ankle or he broke his foot or something. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. week nine? Week eight? Yeah. I think yeah, around there. Mid-season. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know if Derrick Henry is just going to come in and be the, you know, the tie-in savior – um, I mean, they've got a good run game regardless, but this Bengals team right now could be, you know, on the mid, on the verge of a Super Bowl berth this young, but we'll see. Carson, what are you thinking? Um, I mean, Lawson will talk the matchup, but uh, what are your takeaways with this Bengals team going forward? Do you think that they got a firepower to match up if they somehow end up in the AFC championship going against the Bills or a Chiefs offense that is just all – fires all go um yeah i mean i agree with jose i think you know the Bengals are really set up to succeed now and then also just improve you know in the near future because i think you know the glaring you know hole on this team is uh you know the offensive line which their offense is so talented that they've been able to over you know overcome that but you know burrow still takes like shit ton of ridiculous hits and I think you know I think they're more of like a year away I mean anything that they do you know even just winning this first playoff game you know if they lose next round wherever they go it's going to be a dub it's going to be an overachieve regardless and I think you know once they improve that offensive line then really we'll be talking about like next year two years from now them being like really really serious I think um that, like, that's the craziest part though even without you know a good offensive line there's we could still see them, you know, if they made it to the Super Bowl, I don't think any of us would be surprised. They're that talented. Their defense is that good, something we didn't really expect coming into the season. Um, but, yeah, I mean, shout out to the Raiders. I mean, that, you know, like Jose said, the fact they kept it close was also, you know, an overachievement from them. I, the, honestly, the silver lining them getting, you know, booted so early is that they'll have a lot more time to, like, reassess, like, all right, there's a lot of shit that needs to be done within this organization. 
like we have more time to attend to that and, and see where they go from there. If they keep Carr, if there's going to be a lot of teams that would love to have Derek Carr, but a really good season this year. Um, and we'll see, we'll see with, uh, we'll see with them. Who are the Bengals playing next week? Uh, Titans. Uh, Titans. Number one yeah, team, Titans. Titans. Yeah. We got the best Henry, matchup. Man, Henry doesn't even have to be Henry. He could be like 75% of Henry. And I still would honestly, I think, take them just the experience. Mike Vrabel, you know, he's going to know how to defensive game plan against them if, if anybody does. So I would, I would probably pick the Titans. I want to see the Bengals win, but if I put money on it, I'd probably go with the Titans. Yeah, I think it comes down to if Ryan Tannehill can come out of this slump that he's been all season and turn into a postseason hero for them because we've seen the defense like you're talking about Kevin Byard reinserting himself as one of the best safeties in the league with an all te- uh, first pro all team selection um, it should be a good game though like you said 75% of Henry should give them enough of an edge but can you get the production of AJ Brown like he is but uh, I think I think we're in for a shootout out there in uh, Tennessee. So I, yeah, wait, real quick before we move on, we didn't even address like the biggest elephant in the room in this game, like the officiating. Like, what are you guys' oh. thoughts on it? Like, that was so crazy to me. Like, because I mean, yeah, obviously you heard the whistle and then people stop, but it's so it's such a weird thing to like kind of tackle almost. No pun intended, but like you like, you can't just take away the points like an hour later. Like, what happened happened. I don't know. That was so crazy. I don't think I've ever really seen something like that. Yeah, I thought it was, like, part of me was, like, was that someone in the crowd blowing a whistle? Like, nah, like, that was definitely an official that blew the whistle. And then I think now we saw that they're not going to work together, that crew, for the rest of the playoffs. Um, yeah, it was a weird call. I think everyone's like, what? Like, that's blown dead. But why was it – why was the whistle – like, why was it blown in the first place? I thought it was a flagger. Mm, okay. That was the assumption. That Burrow rolled out of the pocket and was out of bounds before he could reach the ball. So Okay, okay. Yeah, because I was questioning. I was like, wait, why did they even blow it? Okay, that makes sense. Well, see, it shouldn't have been blown in the first place because he never stepped out of bounds. But if it was blown, that's you have to call the play dead. So Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And, the, yeah, they shouldn't have even blown it because, like, yeah, I mean, if he steps out or not, you can just review that after the touchdown, after the play anyways. So Should have been yeah. a replay of down. That's what it should have yeah. been. Yeah. I think yeah, you yeah. would have scored still, so. Mm-hmm. I think the play itself was, a, was like a valid play. It's just the fact that they blew the whistle to call it dead. You know, now that makes it. You know, do you replay it or do you let it go through? Like, but I watching it in in real time and live, like I knew he wasn't out of bounds. I was like, no, he was hovering in midair while he made the throw. Like he hadn't landed out of bounds yet. Like that was a very tremendous clear. play so by, I, I, by the way. That was a crazy yeah. play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Hey, at least the Raiders got rid of Mike Mayock because he can't hit a fucking first-round pick to save his life. Because <laughs> single one of them plays for them anymore. But yeah, like, we'll move on to a team that absolutely dominated um, the Patriots because a team that we thought could have been a dark horse midway through the season. Uh, but the Bills, a team that I have been hateful of this season because they really haven't proven themselves to win until just now getting a 30-point win um, at home versus the Patriots, a division rival. Um, Josh Allen just looked fantastic. Five touchdowns. Um, and, yeah, uh, Jose, I'll hand it off to you. Uh, is this Bill's victory, like, as grand as it is, or were the Patriots just not at full strength? I think this Bill's the most legit it has looked all season. I mean, you saw that video, you know, of Jordan Porter, you know, before the game. It's like, we talk shit. We 
we strap and we hit hard or whatever. We hit hard, we strap hard, we talk shit, whatever he said. But, I mean, I don't think they're getting too high on themselves, though. Like, I think they're poised on, you know, finally making that run that they've been trying to get past you know, the hump for the past, like, two, three seasons. And even though this season we kind of looked at them as, like, this is kind of their – one of their, you know, not as great years, but right now – they were perfect on every down and every drive in this game. They scored in every drive. So that's crazy. I think, yeah, the kneel at the end was the only drive they didn't score, which is yeah. absurd. Carson, yeah. Dad? yeah, yeah. I mean, not much really. I mean, it was just such a dominating performance from Buffalo. Um, I think it's so hard for me to so try, even though they've been awesome the last few weeks and they had like basically the most perfect offensive game. You could have it's still like like oh is that you know old buffalo team that lost to jacksonville i i'm just worried that they're gonna like you know revert back to that at some point that's just like the weird superstitious like you know fan in me but you know they've really they really just figured it out where it's like josh allen is like our best player he's one of the best young quarterbacks we need to get him like it kind of like Debo Samuel, right? Like he just needs to like touch the touch the football on every play, whether it's you know shotgun passing, whether it's you know running the ball because he's a fantastic runner. You know he's huge. You know it's you know it's kind of almost like just freaking mini version of Derrick Henry out there. It's like sometimes he seems unstoppable. Um, you know I don't want to compare him to Derrick Henry. Don't take that lightly. But yeah, there's no comparison. Just, yeah, sure. Like you know when he gets like out in space, it's tough to bring him down. He's huge. And I just think if they keep doing that, if they do like he needs to have the ball every single time. Singletary had a good game, but you can't. I wouldn't really trust him. Like you know, I wouldn't get him the same workload that I would in this game just because they were up so much, they're rolling already. But like against yeah. the Chiefs, against a better defense, I it's got to be Allen the whole time. I wouldn't even really like give him the same amount of carries Singletary as I would to Josh Allen. But yeah. phenomenal performance. They killed the Patriots. Um, Patriots. It's only up from here. They'll maximize, you know, having Mac on a rookie deal. Who actually played? They played okay, you know, for a rookie quarterback in a first playoff game. You know, he didn't look like Kyler. You know, we'll get to that. But he was the pick he threw. Micah Hyde was not his fault. That was the greatest pick I've ever seen. Yeah, that. Oh my God. Yeah, fantastic play. Like that. Yeah. One of only a couple players are making that play. Like that was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he wasn't bad, but I mean, Josh Allen was just sensational. It was. Amazing. Yeah. So they'll move on to play the Chiefs in the next round. And uh, going into Sunday, uh, I don't think we need to talk about the Buccaneers-Eagles game. There wasn't really much to talk about. Same with the Chiefs and Steelers, but there was one game we got to talk about. I know it hurts that me and Carson's team won this game, but bad, bad, bad by Randy Gregory. Just getting in the neutral zone, jumping the whole time. I think 16 penalties tied a team franchise playoff record for the Cowboys. Um, and then when it came down to it, you know, was it the officiating fault? Was it Dak and the offensive line's fault for not moving out of the way? Uh, I think I got to hand it off to you, Jose, first. What, what are your takeaways from this game? As much as I want to blame the officiating and say, you know, they're lopsided calls or whatever, you know, all the Cowboys Twitter talk that, you know, 
every Cowboys team is penalized way more than every team, whatever. Ignoring that, we still had so many chances to win this game, especially in the fourth quarter. It was after, after Jimmy Garoppolo threw that pick, I was like, this is it. This is the moment where that Niners, like, momentum just, like, ends. And it happened the same thing in the Titans game a couple of weeks back where he threw a pick and it was over. Like, you just knew. And I was like, but are we going to capitalize on this? Are we going to be able to do it? Like, we were trying to do way too fucking much from the beginning. We punted on downs that we should have never punted on. Fourth and twos, fourth and fives, you know, on the Niners territory that we should have never punted on. I don't think I don't think we missed any kicks, which was good. We only kicked one, but we had an extra point, whatever. Um, Jack was not good in this game. He was, he was missing throws. I mean, that that one play where after the fake punt and the special teams unit is still on the field. Like, they're going to take another snap? Like, what the fuck was that? Um, imagine if we get that time back. And now we're not, you know, rushing for to get to the line. And, like, going now just skipping ahead to that last play. Okay, they run a QB draw, whatever. We get a huge chunk of yards, like 20 yards. He, he goes down at, like, the 25. We spot the ball so, so off. We were, like, four yards in front of where the ball should have been spotted. And nobody rushes the ball to the ref because apparently nobody knows that the ref has to touch the ball. So they line up. Noah Brown's, like, walking back to the line. He sets it down, and then the ref comes in and just bumps the shit out of Dak, touches the ball, and then we can't get the snap off. And that's the game. It's a mess. Like, this team was a mess the entire game. We – I don't know if they were nervous. I don't know if the moment was too big for them. Um, I like all credit to the Niners team, but this was a very winnable – game or like a team that played I would say a Cowboys team that played one of their worst games of the season this past weekend so it is what it is uh I'm losing hope every year with the Cowboys I I don't know I'm sure Mike McCarthy is gonna go um I don't know if Kellen Moore is also gonna go Dan Quinn's probably gone we've got a ton of unrestricted free agents I don't know if we're going to have a better season than this. I mean, this is the best season we've had since 2016. So, we shall see. Carson? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, we all thought yeah, you guys are really, really legit. But this game was like – it was just – you couldn't even script this game better. It was like two teams that you never can trust to really close out a game with Kyle Shan and Jimmy G on one side and then the Cowboys on the other. But I do want to start off dogging on the Cowboys, like, you know, adding on to Jose, you know, all of Jose's points. You know, I think Dak, Dak is a pretty big loser. He just didn't really play like, you know, because, I mean, there's times during the regular season where he plays just as well as some of the most elite quarterbacks in the league, 100%. He has his moments, but he didn't have that moment, you know, against the Niners. He was not, not play well. But the biggest loser, for sure, has to be Mike McCarthy. I mean, you know, first of all, all the penalties. And, you know, say what you want about the refs, but – the amount of penalties, you know, on both sides of the line, that stems from coaching. Like, that lack of discipline as a team, like, stems from, you know, your coaching leaders. And, you know, then, you know, uh, we, the end, you know, the end of the game, you know, Dak running 
but right up the middle. I mean, that's that's not as much on Dak. That's just on a terrible play call. Like to execute that where you're running up the middle with no timeouts and in the map in the span of like what 14 seconds, you're getting as much yards as you can, downing, getting everyone together, making sure everyone's set all within that short time frame. Like that that was so like so much had to go right for that to you know actually work out. And that's another testament of just bad coaching right there. And then it just did not put him in a prime position to win. Um, so, Mike, yeah, if, if this team wants to have any, you know, improvement, I think Mike McCarthy definitely has to go. Now, the answer to that, I'm not really sure. Do you, you know, promote Kellen Moore? Do you look elsewhere? I think Brian Flores would be a great, great option. Uh, I don't know how he's on the market right now, but so, some franchise is going to be really happy when they sign him. There's a couple other solid candidates out there. Um, you know, maybe that's the answer, but I think it definitely, to me, it's why they underachieved was coaching. As for the Niners, I mean, Jimmy G was really good in the first half, you know, we're, you know, drive after drive. I mean, I was, I was really frustrated. The only thing I was frustrated about in the first half, which went really well for us, was we were up like 10 nothing. I was like fourth and two, fourth and three, and we didn't even end up going for it. We just kicked a field goal, and it's like, all right, we're taking a two-score game and just making it another two-score game, you know, kicking the field goal. It's like, like, we were clearly so much of a better team that day. We were just dominating on the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, Debo was all over the place. Like, why not capitalize? Why not, why not just try to, like, you know, every time, like, fourth and two, whatever. Like, we have the advantage instead of, you know, Shanahan, you know, being a little passive coaching like he usually does. Elijah Mitchell, real big Moser vibes. He is, like, really, you know, like, crazy. You know, what, six-round pick? He's really turned into our best running back, you know, kind of by default with all the injuries. But he's been awesome. And I think he's a real, real threat, you know, against any defense Packers, I think the Packers are a better team. I trust them more. However, I mean, the Niners, Packers, it's always, always super close, uh, you know, between those two coaches, those two teams. So I'm really excited. But, yeah, the, the thesis of my statement is Cowboys, the coach, coaching situation has to be shaken up a little bit. Yeah, I'm just going to give my piece real quick when it comes to the Cowboys. Um, you're, you're hinting towards it a little bit when Dak Prescott, you know, was talking to the media this $40 million man faced the franchise and he's talking about the referee situation, all that stuff. And I feel like as a guy who's trying to rally a team that doesn't really have much of a culture around them, besides being America's team, you don't really want to see a guy like that being a sore loser complaining in that situation. You want to say, you know what, you know, we're going to pick our heads up. We're going to go in the next season. We know who we are. And you don't want to see him saying, Oh, I'm glad they were throwing stuff for the referees. I think that's poor sportsmanship on his fact. Um, yeah. And I know he's better than that. We we know what he's gone through in his career, and he should know better yeah. than go into the media and start complaining about stuff like that when he knows everyone made mistakes. It was not just the refs. He made bad throws. Everyone made bad throws. It is what it is. But, like, I think it comes down to Jerry Jones. It's a power struggle out there in Dallas. Jerry's never going to let go of power. And, unfortunately, I think until Jerry somehow, you know, mm. Mark, not, not trying – you know, you know what I'm getting to. I'm not going to say it, but until then – it's gonna it's gonna be a long hard thing in Dallas because you know you need a coach that can come in there like a Jim Harbaugh who whatever he goes to creates a different sense of culture and you're never gonna let that kind of guy come in that's why Lincoln Riley was rumored there but never came or Urban Meyer never went there because they knew they'd never have a chance of power you know thank goodness you didn't get Urban Meyer at this point because he's far yeah, worse yeah. than McCarthy but um I think, you know, when it comes down to this Niners-Packers game, they got to unlock the run game. If the Packers shut them down, I don't think they have a chance to win at all because um, 
Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to lead us on his back throwing darts downfield that Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. I knew the pick was coming. I like I didn't even mention it. Jimmy G was great in the first half, but the second half, I knew at least one pick was going to be thrown, and I knew they were going to get back in this game somehow. Mm-hmm. To our most bum ass corner, you guys threw a oh. fucking pick. Bro. Yeah, I know. I knew I'm it was coming. I was like, that. it's going to be Diggs or whoever. It's going to be somebody, but Jimmy G will help the Cowboys at least make it more competitive. Uh huh. And shout out the D line. We lose Nick Bosa during the game, and they continue to go out there. Had five total sacks. Um, you know, Nick Bosa didn't get that revenge from getting snubbed on the All Pro team that he wanted, but hopefully he should be able to return from his head concussion injury and be able to be back. Because we have three guys that Jimmy Garoppolo, Fred Warner, and um, Nick Bosa that are all questionable for this Saturday's game versus Green Bay. If we don't have all three of them, I think it's game over for us. But we're going to jump in really. If Trey Lance starts? Trey Lance will not win. Trey Lance you... Nah. 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 Unless no, I, don't, the I don't trust him yet. Too young. Too young. That was the only reason we win. But we're going to talk about really quickly before we hop into uh, these playoff games. Rams, Cardinals. Kyler looked like he was seeing ghosts out there. You know, throws a pick six on like the one yard line. Uh, I think I was, I was looking at the Manning cast. There's a meme. It was like Dwayne Johnson's like, you got to go hard out here. Like, like trying to like hype him up and then he ends up throwing that pick and looking like an embarrassment um shout out cam Akers, uh over 90 total scrimmage yards in his return from tearing an acl uh in the preseason which is crazy achilles 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 but it might be this, uh the cardinals they need d hop it's simple as that but i don't know if d hop's gonna be d hop when he gets back i think this injury is gonna set him back a little bit but uh jose i'll hit it on you real quick anything you want to talk about from this game before we look into the next week this Cardinals team just feels a lot like the Steelers last year. Um, you know, they were like undefeated for so long, number one seed, you know, mobbing through teams. And then they started playing some better teams and they folded. I mean, they just looked like they didn't belong at all. Like, I would have rather just seen another fucking team in the playoffs than this Cardinals team. Like, this was bum ass game. I, like, I don't even know if I want to feel good about the Rams after this. Like, Cooper Cup had a, you know, he had a decent day. Odell Beckham, I would say, was probably their best, you know, receiver that day. Um, I don't know, dude. Like, is this Rams team legit? I, like, that's the thing. I feel like the Rams always play teams and they get these, like, knickknack wins. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel the same way. To me, these were two teams that both are seem very, very fraudulent. It just so happens that, like, one of them had to win, like the Rams and Cardinals. One of them had to win, and they were. I both kind of viewed them in the same eyes that you were saying. I'm like, ah, I don't really know if either of these teams are legit. Like for the Cardinals, like Murray, I'm gonna say, like Murray had a bad game, obviously, but this is his first playoff game. Remember Josh Allen's first playoff game against the Texans? He he looked the same oh, yeah. way. I just, I would, I really, really want to see Kyler, who's one of the most talented, you know, quarterbacks, athletes in the league. I want to see him you know, with a new coach, you know, I, I want to see if that makes any difference um, because, you know, Cliff, you know, kind of like McCarthy situation, Cliff, you know, based off this game, based off the second half of the season production from this season, from last season, I, I don't know. I mean, they'll probably give him another year. We'll see, but I would really, really want to see uh, under great, another great Brian Flores team, big Brian Flores fan. Um, this would be another great team for him uh, if they decide to, you know, go their separate ways with Cliff. That's for the Rams. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really trust them either. I, I could easily see them, you know, getting destroyed 
by the Bucks. I think it is going to be close, um, but I, I just I think the Bucks they don't have as much talent, but I think they have they have more discipline. They just do the little things better than the like the Rams. I don't know. And then Stafford, who knows yeah. what you're going to get from Stafford? I mean, Stafford looked really good, but he didn't really have to do that much just because you know the defense exactly. was awesome. Kyler was not awesome, so. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I really – Rams have a lot riding on this game, man. I mean, if they, if they lose second round, like, the whole Stafford, you know, experiment, it's going to look really, really tough because it was really Super Bowl or bust. So, we'll see. My prediction yeah. of the bad round versus uh, Tampa Bay when it comes we'll – we'll just kind of transition right now, talk about the Rams going up against the Bucks, yeah. uh, one of the games that we'll be seeing this upcoming weekend. Um, they're, they're potentially going to be without left tackle Andrew Whitworth, who's been – uh, stonewall out there for them. They're blocking like a madman. And that Tampa Bay front, you know, front seven is nasty. They got a lot of guys out there that can go get the passer. And Stafford does bad under pressure. Uh, I, I was watching a couple videos talking about it, you know, looking at that pick that, you know, he threw to Aubrey, Andrew Thomas, right? The Niners uh, wide, uh, DB. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was getting pressured. Ambry Thomas. Ambry Thomas, yeah. Threw it off his back foot or something like that. You know, I think when it comes to the, the front sevens in the league, uh, Bucks got a scary one, regardless who's out there for them. And um, I don't know if the Rams can handle it. Uh, if I'm taking a pick, uh, I'm taking the Bucks to win this game. And I think they're going to win in dominating fashion. You know, Mike Evans probably going to get shut down for a big portion of the game if Ramsey's going to be on him. But I don't care who's out there. I think Brashard Perryman can do something with Gronkowski, whoever it is. Um, give me the Bucks because you can't bet against Brady in the playoffs. That's a Cardinal sin. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, yeah, Brady, I just – they don't even have their best weapons, and I still trust the Bucks and Brady so much more. Exactly. So, um, we'll hop in next game. Uh, we talked about it. We talked about all these games kind of in a little bit, but 49ers-Packers, obviously, I think we all know the X factors for these teams, how they're going to win this game. Uh, honestly, the Niners could probably just get blown out by Devontae Adams running, like – crazy routes on them the entire game but mm-hmm. I, you know what i can't I can't, you will i can't morally pick on this game i'll say that <laughs> but actually no i'll go packers so at least if i'm wrong in one way it'll work out right but i, I mean, think i don't know i'm leaning towards the niners right now i i think hmm? well, i was gonna say like the last season for rogers just gonna go yeah. off yeah, the Niners' run game right now looks really good. I don't know if it's better than that year when they had Mostert, when they ran all over the Packers or not, but they still look really good. Uh, the Packers team is healthier and I think has better depth than that team you faced two years ago. Um, I mean, they've got Rasul Douglas now, who's like an all-star corner. Um, you know, they've got the rookie Eric Stokes, who's take, taken on his role. Uh their D line is nasty. It's just like, are you gonna let Devontae Adams beat you on offense? That's probably a yes. And then who else? Because I mean, they've got to get somebody else to step up, whether it's Lazard or I don't even know if Val is Valdez Scanling healthy. Who knows? They they got some random guys out there. Equinemius. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I know Lazard's there. Oh, yeah, Equinemius. I mean, yeah. I don't see I'm the Niners. I don't know. I just have like this this deep gut feeling that the Niners are just gonna breeze through this game. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the Packers 
they're going to have their run. Their run game is not going to do much. I think AJ Dillon and Aaron no. Jones get shut down, and it's going to be it's going to be Aaron Rodgers versus Debo Samuel and uh, Elijah Mitchell in this game. Carson, who you got? Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same thing. It sounds cliche, but it's literally just going to be like, all right, who's going to have the better performance? Is it going to be Debo and the Niners run game as a whole, or is it going to be, you know, Rodgers and Adams who, you know, Adams could easily, I mean, he could just destroy our secondary and, you know, him and Rodgers, they both single-handedly, you know, beat us. So whatever, you know, two sides of that coin, you know, does better. I think that's really key. It's simple, but it's like, you know, if the Niners, you know, get, get more rushing yards or whatnot than he has receiving yards, whatever, like that's going to be a secret to uh, us winning the game. I'd still go with the Packers. Like Jose said, they're more complete, but I would definitely watch out for that. I mean, the Niners, they match up really well. I'd still pick the Packers, but I think it's going to be really, really close. I'm taking plus six. If I'm betting on anything, I'm taking plus six. Yeah, 100%. I wouldn't take the Packers at, you know, having to win by a touchdown. I can see Crosby just hitting a game-winning one. Two field goals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, 100%. We'll save the best one for last. Bengals, Titans, uh, Tennessee, favorite at minus three and a half. I'm rocking with Joe Shiesty. I'm I'm rocking with the Bengals. I think they're going to pull it off. Uh, Too much offensive firepower for a team that, besides Kevin Byard, has no secondary help. And I think they'll be able to neutralize them in some way. Um, who knows if Mixon gets involved, but I, I got to put my faith in Burrow. Uh, he's got that playoff DNA. We know what he did out there for LSU. Put some embarrassing performance on some guys. So give me the bank. I think they've got to save Mixon for the second half. They've got to throw the ball early, get up, force the Titans to pass. You know, they cannot let the Titans control the clock, cannot let them control you know, the flow of the game. That's going to be the biggest thing. It's like, can the Bengals get a lead early and keep it? Because they had an early lead on the Raiders and then slowly let them creep up. Uh, so they've just, you know, they've got to keep their foot on the gas. Got to, you know, assert their dominance offensively. That's that's really going to be the biggest key. Yeah, 100% agree with Jose. If I'm the Bengals, I'm coming out, you know, first few drives, I'm just throwing bombs to Chase or Higgins, you know, hope, you know, they don't make a play, hopefully get a PI call, something like that. Like, yeah, you have to go out with a bang because that's what you do best. I'm going to pick the Titans just because uh, they're a safer pick to me. Um, you know, for like I've seen it so many times where like the playoff teams, everyone loves, it's super hype. They always disappoint and lose to a team that's way less fun than they are. So I'm going to take that, um, and, and I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm going to be rooting for the Bengals, but I'm going to, you know, go with the Titans just based off, uh, you know, the safety play, you know, with, you know, Henry, they're being steady. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with them. And Mike Vrabel, I, t- I think he's a, you know, better coach than Zach Taylor at, at this current moment. So I'll go with the Titans. I wouldn't pick them at minus three and a half, though. I definitely tease that to at, at most three. But I think, yeah, it could be you know, decided between a point or two. I think it's going to be close as well. All these games, I mean, these games are fantastic. We're in for a crazy couple days. Like, each matchup is just super, super intriguing. Not like last round where there's a couple games, like, come on. Like, every game is going to be hopefully fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so taking a look at this last matchup, it's the Super Bowl, essentially, in my eyes. we got the Bills versus the Chiefs, (laughs) a matchup that we're just going to love seeing these next couple years and for however long these two guys stay there. Um I got an interesting dilemma going on in my head because I got to look at the Bills and how dominant they've been and then obviously KC. But when it comes down to it, I'm thinking, hey, Buffalo, I mean, Buffalo is without their number one corner, Jadavius White. And, you know, who's going to slow down Tyreek Hill? Who's going to slow down Travis Kelsey? Because you got to pick and choose. You can't just slow down both. 
that's not how it works with this team. You can only pick one. And as much as I want to see Buffalo do this, make a run at the Super Bowl, um, give me the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs. It's a, it's a lame pick, but I, I think Mahomes is just going to shut everyone up and say, you know, Allen's been great, but I don't care if I had a rough start. I, I'm still the motherfucking man. So g- give me the Chiefs. I'm on the same wave. I think, you know, this field team has been really fun to watch. They've been really good. Um, but I think the Chiefs are just kind of like their big brother. Like, they're just a better version of the team. Uh, and I think they want it a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, just give me the Chiefs. I just think they're a more dominant team overall, to be honest. Yeah, both, both teams were – Honestly, they have very similar kind of story arcs in a sense this year. They The first half of the season, they're like, wait a sec. Neither of these teams are playing anywhere close to where we all thought they would. But then they both figured it out. They're both coming into the playoffs super, super hot. Defense is rolling. Offense is insane. So, yeah, again, I'm going with you guys. I'm picking the Chiefs. But I think it's going to be way, way closer um, than, you know, the playoff game they had last year. I think the Bills, I might even take the Bills you know, first half or first quarter money line, I think they're going to come out firing, but the Chiefs, you know, end up, you know, Mahomes, a little magic, you know, get on a run the second half and end up taking a close, close game. I just, I think, you know, the Chiefs home, home field advantage is going to play a massive, massive factor, I feel like, um, in, in deciding this game. And I think, I think if the Bills were home, I would lean the Bills way. I think it's just going to be that important because I think it's really splitting hairs with both of these teams. So I'll go with the Chiefs fairly. Yeah, total side note before we dip off on here. Uh, looking at the Chiefs, though, I think this offseason, they need to go after and get another young weapon on their team because, you know, Tyreek's getting older. Travis Kelsey's slowly regressing. I don't think – he wasn't even the best tight end this year. It was clearly Mark mm-hmm. I think go out there – in the first round I know that sounds you know out of pocket for them to do I mean they did do that with Clyde Edwards Alaire and they seem like oh they should go like defensive line or something like that no like go get a guy like Traylon Burks who's a fantastic weapon DK Metcalf Jr what people are saying out there or go get Olave go get Wilson make a trade because you need a guy that's going to be on the same pathway as Mahomes because Tyreek in like three or four years, that speed's not going to be there. And he's got to rely on his route running, which, you know, is still very good. But you need another guy to grow along with them, and we'll see. But tons of games coming this Wasn't week. from Ohio State? Like, in the Jigba? Oh, he's a, he's a sophomore. So he's uh, going to have his junior year this upcoming season. Mm. Nah, that would have been crazy if they had three he's guys. He's nasty. Uh, <laughs> Hey, real quick, another weapon that's pretty good on KC right now that I would have never guessed, um, McKinnon. Mm-hmm. He's been yeah, good. McKinnon's solid. It's probably their best their best option right now, running back. It's very uh, easy to see. Yeah. I mean, that guy was always injured, but I'm glad to see him healthy. Yeah, uh, well, we got some stuff to get to. So, Coast Coast Podcast, great having you guys. We'll be back looking at the championship weekend. Um, and looking forward to some other stuff. We're going to start diving in some NBA once the season begins to yes. And um, yes. we got trade line coming up. Uh, already had a mood made. Uh, Three team trade was just last night. So we will get back to you next week with some content. Without further ado, just signing out. Peace.